Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are former LSU and NFL quarterback Josh Booty. I would say to kids is, man, if you have a chance to play football, it is the greatest American sport in the world because there's so much, so many momentum swings and adversity swings and things you have to bounce up from and get off the ground and in life and in faith and relationships and in business, you have to get up off the ground. And Vikings and Eagles wide receiver Charles Johnson. Just because I'm in NFL, I don't want people to think that I'm not a, a regular human being. I'm still a person with a heart and, a, and feelings for others. And I mean, I know what it's like, man. Like I said, it, it's not always been easy for me and it's still not easy. And I mean, if I'm able to shed a little light on anybody's life, I'm willing to do that. And now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Roman Gabriel, your host, of course, SoldOutTV.com for all information, family, and students. Uh, uh, with me, former LSU quarterback, a Tiger, um, and also pro football player and a guy who uh, loves the game of football and uh, loves life. Josh Booty was. Josh, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. It's always fun to be a part of this deal. and. Shoot, we've been up here, you know, it seems like about 30 minutes, but it's been about six hours, so we're having fun. Going man. fast, going <laughs> fast. Well, tell me, uh, we got this year in football was a really interesting year. Uh, from being a quarterback, this is the time to play in the NFL. We got some great young talent. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Watson from Houston. Uh, you've got so many young quarterbacks in the game today that can throw it. Uh, sure. The rules are all going offense. Yeah, so it is a great time. I wish I would have been in, man. Oh, me too. I thought throwing it of <laughs> 25 was a bunch. Yeah. But uh, throwing it 50 every game and then with the rules the way they are, this is just fun time for quarterbacks, It is, right? and really the emergence of the RPO gives them yeah. a real chance to, I think, even succeed on another level because they can they can dish it out so quick. They don't oh, have yeah. to take unnecessary What's hits. It's like I was at uh, a school today with uh, Terrence Mathis, who played at UNM oh, yeah. with me at New Mexico, oh, yeah. and he played with the Falcons, mm -hmm. 700 catches his oh, career. Oh, yeah, great And player. he told a story to students today at the school we were at where he said, when I came out of college, they told me I'm too short, I'm not fast <laughs> enough. You know, same thing out of high school, just you can't play in the yeah. SEC because you just, you just don't have the size. Yeah. Well, today... You know, when you look at the Edelmans of the world, Terrence Mathis would be the premium. Burkhead. I mean, all slot these head, yeah, slot, slot guy, slot right? Guy, 110 Walker. catches a year. Yeah. And I was the other night the with uh, with Edelman. And Edelman, believe it or not, is second in receptions to Jerry Rice. In the playoffs, in the history yeah. of the playoffs. It's unbelievable what some of these are guys kidding? are doing. You know, back in the day, you had guys like Steve Largent and Pat Tilly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing up some, some names, but some guys that, you know, would have loved to play in oh. today's game talking to one of the, the guys down on media road down on the other end and we we're talking about baseball in particular it's like those kids if if, if you don't it, like Kyler Murray th those kids 
that are growing up today or that are eight years old, nine years old, ten, they're playing 80 summer games baseball, in the yeah. summer. 80. I wanted to ask you, too, the baseball influence when you watch Mahomes play uh, for Kansas City. Yeah. You can you can see the shortstop second oh, base. Buddy. It's like you he's turning the double play. That's exactly I mean, what, what I think. He's when throwing I see under it. armpits. Like he's they're moving. going. Oh, he's, he threw around the defensive guy. That's incredible. I'm saying that's every day for a shortstop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he just he just taking it off to his the wrong football foot field. Yeah. The other way. He uh, took it. He take, took it to the football field. And no one's really done that at, like that at that level. You know, in that type of game last week. I mean, I think that's what uh, that's just the difference. But a lot of kids are doing it every day. They're just not. You know, you they know, don't, you know they're not where in the position he's in to do it do you know who he is he I'm, I'm, it's blanking but who's the young guard for the golden state warriors oh steph curry steph changed everything in terms of kids the way they watch basketball yep. Yep. that's the way i see Mahomes. like yep. he's going to change he, the way football's the game at. he is and I, I think they can score so fast it's like it's a fun brand of football so kids enjoy that right it's like when i was in high school we actually went four and five wides in the 90s and no one else was doing it and the wristbands and the no huddle yeah. and it became something that now everybody kind of does and and so but but it was a brand of football that was new that the, everybody enjoyed i mean how much fun is it to be a receiver for the kansas city chiefs like oh, wouldn't you wouldn't you love to be a receiver well, on these the days chiefs? to get in the pro bowl you got to catch a hundred ball exactly <laughs> so it's like me? that's the wave of the future is the is getting everybody involved at a very high level and everybody's production up i mean mcveigh's doing the same thing yeah, in, in, with the rams in Los so that's, and that's a simpler system but they just do it right good football obviously in texas you're doing something with your family, starting starting a program, a high school. Is we that started right? to well, we we Our began a started a, a, a sports program for a mega church in San Antonio, and it's Cornerstone Christian. And my dad, he's my dad's been a coach, a preacher, and a, an athletic director for years. We started Evangel Christian in Shreveport. We started Calvary Baptist in Shreveport, Louisiana. Wow. My dad gave Doug Peterson his first head coaching oh, job at right? high school. Yeah. Uh, Doug's and, a great guy. Great guy. And, um, you know, of course, he's trained up a lot of QBs that have gone on to play CODs in the NFL. He coached Shea Patterson at Michigan, um, one that's in college right now. But uh, so we do, we're developing this sports program. We decided to go independent, kind of outside of yeah. the state uh, classification system and all that and play a national schedule. So uh, we can bring kids in from all over. We can kind of mentor them. We can. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say preached to them, but we can minister to them. You yeah. know, there's some things that we can do uh, being a being a uh, independent that you know is outside of the you public school system. You said the key word system. with young people today. Uh, you know, it, it, it's about mentoring, like you yeah. said. It's about showing by example. It's about giving them positive role models. And yeah. when it, you talk about your family upbringing, you talk about your dad being a pastor. You talk about you know obviously being a pastor's son. There's a lot of connotations to that. But how has faith, family, and football worked into your life in terms of how that works? It's just been huge because my dad's been the most consistent man that I know. And so you know, and that's what I tell young coaches or guys on our staff, or my dad tells us all is like you got to be consistent because the kids look up to you you know every day every day every day it's like I played for coaches that weren't consistent and I played for some that were I played for Nick Saban he's the most consistent guy he's tough but he's, but he's consistent, consistent. And so if you or you come into the building knowing what you're going to get as a player, if you come in as a student and know what you're going to get in, with your teacher, it is so much easier to believe in what they're saying. It, it becomes ingrained in you because and it's you and over and over and over. Your coaches can be a little off in terms of – I've had coaches all different personalities yeah. and all different things, but you're right. Kids, kids, when we were growing up or when kids are growing up today, all you're looking for is, is someone that you can hang your hat on. Hang your yeah. hat on is somebody who – 
is consistent with everybody. Yeah. And somebody, when they say something, yeah. means it. Like a real stand-up guy. And yeah, it, and I, you know, so you I can, had some coaches, you and I both. I mean, 100%. coaches that cussed up a storm, but they were great coaches. You and overlooked they cared, that, but you know, they cared. They might have they been foul-mouthed, but they yeah, cared yeah. about the little things and they cared about you and – and uh, the group, you know, it's like it's always about the team. But, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, I, just to be able to be consistent for the kids and to be there every day working with them. And my brother's the, the head football coach there, and he's like my dad. He's super consistent. You know, I travel a lot and do a lot of business stuff, but he's the consistent. And I, and so I, it's fun to watch all these kids kind of, you know, gravitate to guys like that. I want to ask you, you are talking about playing for Nick Saban at LSU. I know you're not surprised by what he's done at Alabama, which is just incredible. But you know, take me inside for – I talk to a lot of people and they talk about Alabama. Same thing about New England with yep, Belichick. Exactly. I hate them because they win all the time. You know, I, I wish they weren't in this thing. But in terms of you and me growing up, consistency and winning was what it, you played for. Yeah. Um, tell me for people out there who, who haven't been inside a locker room with Nick Saban, what yeah. makes Nick Saban so special with what he does? Well, first of all, he's not afraid to hire unbelievable people around him because he's, he no doesn't ego. Fe- yeah, no ego. He doesn't think anybody's going to be bigger than him, which he's not worried about that right. at all. Like that's his last thing he's worried about. I'm going to get the best people for the, every position. Then he coaches his coaches as hard as he coaches his players. So they are held accountable as you can imagine, right? So uh, it just it, it's top down. It's the secretary gets held accountable. The strength and conditioning staff is held accountable. Like he he- holds everybody accountable to his standards. And Let he- me stop you for one second. That's exactly what Matthew Slater of the Patriots told me about really? Bill Belichick oh, yeah. the other night. It's well, exactly what you're saying. I mean, they're clones. They're clones, and and I think that's why they both had so much success. You know. Saban is – he told me another thing. He goes, all I need is three hours of sleep a night. So that's a talent too. I'm like, a guy that can wow. put in – he goes, no one can work 18, 20 hours a day like oh, I can. Yeah. So he goes, I got a real advantage by not requiring a lot of sleep at night. And Holy so he smokes. goes, I get way more hours a week than everybody else. So in his mind, he thinks that he's putting in more, you know, just because of that one thing. It could be that one thing that gives him the confidence. You know, when you go on the field or when – I guess he's on the sideline – you got to have that mentality, I'm the best, I'm the best. And we felt like we were the best because we were prepared at another level under him and compared Saban, to what it was when we, we were Belichick playing for other guys. All the time, right? Yeah, they do. You can tell. You can tell. And it, the two guys, and they're, 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 the other thing that they tell you is, is that uh, I think he put it this way. It was Edelman or one of the guys from the Patriots said, Coach, Coach has a great sense of humor. But we're really the only ones to get to see it. <laughs> yeah, mean, you got to watch some of the locker room stuff that is sometimes on social media. You can see Bill kind of, you know, he he kind of open up a little bit and he gets the puffy cheeks yeah. and the smile. But it's not often, and say it's not often. They're just never they're never content with any kind of mediocrity. They, and if anything is bad, or you know, if it, it, they're, they, they, what 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 they both do so well. Is of course they're detail oriented, but they everybody they put everybody to work. I'm telling you, in other places I, I've seen guys just relax. Yeah. There's no relaxing there. You know, there's no relaxing under Nick Saban. You cannot relax. If you're relaxed, you're done. You're done. Josh, you know what I'm saying? It's scary. Josh Booty's with us on American Family Radio, and um, Josh, you know, final question. Just wanted just wanted to ask you, when you play for a person like Nick Saban, when you have you know in other coaches that that we both have had that maybe don't have the big name like him, but made big influences in our life. You know, today football's under attack from a political standpoint about the concussion sure. thing, and moms are scared to death to let their kids play football. And, and 
that has to stop. We've got to do a better job of educating people about the safety of the game and about why kids should play team sports. But I guess I was going to ask you, if you had to tell moms and dads out there the, the significance of you playing football or basketball oh, or baseball and what it, what it has done for you today looking back on the experience, what, what would be some of the things you'd tell parents? I'd, I'd draw off of you know everything that that I learned in football for sure even more than baseball I mean baseball I played pro baseball but there's so many things that I learned because of the work that we had to put in at the college level really yeah the NFL you have to work and there's so much uh, film prep right. and all that stuff it's but it is it's a job but in college you learned how to you grew up you learn how to run lift you know, be a man, handle adversity, all the little things. Because those are the, the, the years of your life, 18, 19, 20, 21. You're not even 21 yet. You're, like, you're trying to figure it all out in life. And there's so many things that the kids can learn from playing at a high level or playing football at a, at a, at a collegiate level or a D1 level. I mean, LSU, I mean, you're talking about playing in front of 100,000 fans at 19 years old. I mean, the, the kid from Clemson handled it, Lawrence, this year, just yeah. unbelievably well and won a national title. It just goes, man, that guy's mature beyond his years. And you can see the mature ones and the ones that aren't ready yet. But I, uh, that's what I would I would say to kids is, man, if you have a chance to play football, it is the greatest American sport in the world because there's so much, so many momentum swings and adversity swings and things you have to bounce up from and get off the ground. And in life, and in faith and relationships and in business, you have to get up off the ground because you're not. It's not. You know, it's not all W's in life. I mean, there's some L's, man, along yeah. the way. What I learned. What I learned is what you said, and what I try to tell kids today is they're a totally different generation, a totally different mindset than we were, uh, because these kids today. It's so much about me, 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 because mm -hmm. because they've gone to independent sports, you know, sports where it's just about you. Yeah, oh yeah. And, which is great if you're talented skateboard and surfing. I have yeah. a son-in-law who's a professional surfer. He's dude's dynamite. He's good. <laughs> but but the thing that I tell my my daughter about my grandkids that are you know two, three, and six is, listen, I understand completely. Your your husband is talented. Yeah. But. What I want for them isn't so much about playing the game as the things that they can learn by being a part of a team. Of a team, That yep. it's not about them, that they've got to sacrifice for other people, yeah. that there's rules that you have to follow, that there's accountability to people, and yeah. not just because you're doing it for no reason, but because you care so much about the guys that you're with yeah. and playing with that you don't want to let them down. Yeah, and I think uh, that in life you carry that into friendships and relationships because you got to trust the, ne the guy next to you. you got to, like you said, be held accountable. you got to do your job, and that's what Belichick does because if you do your job and the next guy does his job and the next guy then you, then things start to happen positive for you on the field and it's just like that in life and in business that's why I think the Pete Carroll's and the Belichick's and the Sabins and you know those guys would be great CEOs because right. they rally men they rally they know women how to, they would they, they know how to rally people they know how to cast a vision is, and they know how to get people to follow that's what life's all about and, that's and leadership, they're gonna right? have success no matter where they're at well, listen, congratulations with the new Thank school. You. We'll follow that. Thank you. How do, how do we get information at about corner, that? At Cornerstone Football, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, at Cornerstone Stone Football, Football, San Antonio, Texas. Josh Booty. You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Vikings and Eagles wide receiver Charles Johnson. Visit SoldOutTV.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at RomanGabriel3. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. 
Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. Hey, I get a break. I can't believe this. Charles Johnson of the Minnesota Vikings. Charles, um, you know, for fans out there that watch it, the playoffs is so fun to watch for the fans. I mean, it's just that's what the NFL is all about. You do everything you do to the season to make the playoffs. Um, is this going to be something that's going to be a, a shot in the arm to the guys in the offseason to say, hey, we could have been there, now it's time for us to take it to the next step? Or is there a real, as you said, disappointment like, hey, we gave one away and we should be there? Yeah, I think some guys are disappointed, like, man, we let one slip because we, we expect to, to win those games. We expect to be at the next level right now, and uh, that didn't happen. But well, we got a great group of, group of guys that work young extremely team. hard. Yeah, and very young who work and know what the main focus is as a team, as a unit. And we know, yeah, we may have lost this game, but that's not going to get us down. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep grinding. And we're going to go out there and win the next one. You got a new stadium getting ready to go into next yeah. year. This has been a kind of a, uh, well, I won't say rough, because in the old days, those Vikings like Bud Grant's guys, they used yeah. to have to play in that every single oh, year. Yeah. So I guess you're happy to get back inside after being at Gopher Stadium. And you guys kind of had some cold games for home games, right? Yeah, we had some pretty cold games. I mean, nowadays with the NFL, you got heated benches. Yeah, yeah. The uh, turf is heated and everything, so it's not too bad, especially if you're out there playing. I mean, for me, the two years I played there, it wasn't too bad playing outside. It'd be exciting to play inside. Our new stadium is it's looking fabulous. beautiful. And, uh, be I mean, a Super I'm Bowl super there. Yeah, Hopefully you guys can be years. in that, right? Oh, yeah. That'd There's be never been done. Never had that'd a Super Bowl be, team I at think, their I think we got a chance, and uh, I like my team. You got a young team, and you do have a chance. Very talented football team. Um, tell me about the tradition of the Vikings in terms of you guys. Bud Grant came out uh, the playoff game with his short sleeve shirt on. Yeah. By the way, he was not going to be uh, with with succumb to the cold. Tell me about uh, the tradition of the Vikings. Is, is it something that you guys get told or you know about, or do you stay in touch? Because I know there's a the tradition of the Vikings goes back a long ways. Oh yeah, I mean we do get told a little bit about tradition. Everybody knows Bud Grant and. How he how he preaches that hey we're not gonna wear sleeves no but we're gonna take the code and we're gonna we're gonna play in this code and that's gonna be used to our advantage and and we, we know about the previous players that came before us and we, we recognize those guys and we we honor those guys because those guys paved the way for us to be a Minnesota Viking today and I mean we learn what we can learn and I mean the history is there and it, it speaks for itself and we just want to be part of that you got the Kentucky life ad I can't miss that uh, yeah. what, now did you go to Kentucky no I'm from Kentucky okay what part of Kentucky I'm from north of Kentucky right across the bridge from Cincinnati oh okay yeah I've been there been yeah. through there uh I'm in Boone North Carolina around the around the Virginia Tennessee North Carolina board the corner up there okay but uh drove through there the Super Bowl a few years back in Indianapolis and so where did you, where did you play your college ball um, I played my last two seasons. I graduated from Grand Valley State. Yeah, it's in it's in uh, sure. Michigan. Sure, so I, I graduated from there and played. You know what's great about there. the NFL today is they don't miss anybody, but not very often. Yeah, if you're used good to, enough to play, exactly. Find you. It doesn't matter where you're from, small or big. If you're good enough to play, what was the transition like from Grand Valley State you know, when you first stepped into the NFL? Oh, that's a good question. Everybody asks me, hey, it's going to be a totally different when you go from the from a Grand Valley State Division two program to the NFL and. For me, I, I, I didn't notice any difference. Really? I was like, it's still football. I'm like, exactly. I was like, some of the guys I actually that I played with at Grand Valley State was better than some of the guys that I really? played with in NFL. And I played at a junior college. Some of the guys I've ever played with were in junior college. Where would you go to JC? Uh, in Antelope Valley in uh, California. And, I uh, played JC out here too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just think that football is football, man. Everybody knows how to play it. And if you're good enough, you're able to translate it. And as long as you go out there with that confidence in yourself, you're going to be able to play with We're a faith family and sports network, right? Yeah. And the bottom line is, you know, I talk to players all the time about what really counts, and that's 
Uh, you have the platform that you have because you work hard to get where you're at. The NFL career is a short career. Um, what are you doing with your time in using that platform to influence other people's lives? I try to influence as much as I can. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very humble guy. And uh, I, I'm a guy who came from literally nothing. And my, my, my path to get to where I am today is it's been a bumpy one. Yes. And I wouldn't change it for anything because it made me who I am today. And that's kind of my testimony. And I, and I really hold on to that. And I try to share my testimony with others and show them, like, hey, there's a chance. It may be a little chance, but there's a chance. And if there's anything I can do to help, you can lean on me. If, if you need this, if I got it, we're going to share it together. I'm not here to take it all. I just want a piece, just, and I give you the other piece. And, like, that's just how I am. And I'm, I'm a guy who's started from nothing, and I just wish sometimes somebody would have helped me one day when I was in need. And maybe it didn't happen, maybe it did. And Charles Johnson is with us with the Minnesota Vikings on Faith, Family, and Sports, sold-out sports talk on American Family Radio. Charles we ask players this a lot because we really want to find out about who they are. Uh, what does faith, family, and sports mean to you? Um, I always say my three things is faith, family, football, pretty much the same thing. And uh, I mean, faith is just something that's big for me. I mean, uh, without your faith, I always say through my works, I can show you my faith. And uh, it's just something that's big for me. I mean, it's hard. Some people, it's hard for them to, to, to have faith because faith is believing something that you can't see. Yeah. And, and all that, and it's it's, it's kind of hard, but you had to really dig deep and uh, just be like, all right, I'm just going to believe. I'm going to, for me, I'm going to walk with him. I know he's there. He's guiding me, and he has my back. And when times are hard or when times are even even good, I always know that he, he's the reason why, and uh, he's going to always guide me through that. Where did your faith background in the Lord come from? Where, where did that start? Honestly, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I mean, I grew up, I was... I grew up just kind of, kind of all over the place because my dad got really ill, and mm-hmm. when I was young, so I was bouncing from living with my friend's house, friend's house to friend's house, and just being being around. And uh, then I, I got into high school. I started going to church a little bit, and just like, all right, this is it's cool. I, I just noticed that every time I went, I felt like I was getting spoken to. Yeah. I just kept getting spoken to every message I went, and then I went off and I trained for the combine and the church I was going to in Nashville, Tennessee. It was just like he was just speaking to me directly, and it just started tolling on me, and I was just wanting to learn more and more about it because I wasn't really familiar with the Bible. I wasn't familiar with what what the messages that was being displayed to me, what they was what they was really meaning. So I mean, the past few years, man, I just really been just meeting weekly, usually with our pastor at, at, at Minnesota and with Pastor Calvin, and awesome. he tries to shed a word, and it's, it's been good, man. Because I mean, there's times where. I just, when I'm down or something bothering me or if it's, it's been a bad moment, I just lean on that faith and say, hey, he's a, there's a reason why it's here. What's a, what's a scripture that you hold on to? Um, I know I talk to a lot of guys that they got go-to scripture. Mine's Jeremiah 29, 11. It's been my life verse since I was in college. Uh, oh, yeah. Mine's is Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things, right? Faith, through Christ's Christ, strength, strength is me. Strength is me. That's, that's a great one for football, too. Yeah, that's the one. I, I've had that for so long. I just, I don't know why. I've always loved that, and it's just something that's just, I can do it all through him, and that's what I try to lean on. And when things are, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make this. I don't know if I'm going to do this. I know he's got the strength in me. You know, I tell people all the time that, you know, sometimes, like you said, that the Lord allows tough things to happen in our life so that we can become what he wants us to become. And you said that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I also believe that the Lord puts us here, no matter how tough our background, 
to reach out and be a servant and, and to help others that have been through what we've been through. And the cool thing about what you're telling me, and, and we've all had our tri tri trials and tribulations, is that we're able to take that experience and have a heart for other people to understand oh, yeah. what that feels like. And it sounds like to me that even though you've experienced a great deal of success in the NFL and there's things that come along with that success, that you're well-grounded and understand uh, that you have a responsibility to others. Exactly, yeah. I mean, just because I'm in the NFL, I don't want people to think that I'm not a, a regular human being. I'm still a person with a heart and, and feelings for others. And, I mean, I know what it's like, man. Like I said, it, it's not always been easy for me, and it's still not easy. And, I mean, if I'm able to shed a little light on anybody's life, I'm willing to do that. And, I mean, it's, it was – I think it was last week I got a message on Facebook from a, a, a woman back home who – was telling me a story about a high school kid who's been experiencing some difficulties, and um, he, he he's a high school football player, and uh, he was having some trouble with his girlfriend, a relationship, yeah. and he was thinking about committing suicide. Wow. So she reached out to me because she knows that I, I've been around my community back home, and she just knows. And it, I, I felt good personally that she reached out to me out of all people. I don't even know the little kid. I, I know her a little bit. But I don't know the, the teenage boy, and she reached out to me and was like, "Could you please just talk to him and just shed a little light and wow. tell him something about how you got to where you at, some of the things you've been through, and how you've overcome those?" And it was it, it was something that really touched me, and I was like, I was proud of that moment because she could have reached out to anybody, but she thought of me in that moment. And sometimes you don't understand what one word of encouragement can change somebody's direction. Uh, and you hear, I hear that all the time from young people, uh, you know, that are going through what you're talking about, because uh, that is a prevalent problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charles Johnson, Minnesota Vikings, uh, we hope to see you go farther in the playoffs next year. Uh, thank you for coming in on Sold Out Sports Talk. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thank you so much, man. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.